This is Queen speaking. What's the difference between a boss and a queen? When you're a queen, you're owning every aspect of your life. From work, to money, to relationships, there are no boundaries. You can't pause who you are. The challenge is how to own it. What makes you, you? We're in this together. Let's break out of our comfort zone and learn the tools to rise to our own potential. Hit your goals, then set the bar higher. Ready to join us? Hey, Sid. Hey, Brian. How's it going? It's good. It's really good. Feeling like fall is here and I'm getting into the mental place that I need to to start pulling out my winter clothes and uh, it hurts sometimes, but but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? What's going on? Um, as we've been going through on all our latest updates, mm-hmm. I'm continuing with my growth in the anxiety management good awareness (laughs) i think awareness is a good place to put it yeah um but i was thinking about these three things that i've been working on is and i wrote down finding the hour buffering the hour savoring the hour that's a mantra for like a a poster it feels like <laughs> for sure throw it up with a lion yes on the office you know wall. i love a leo lion so i'm just trying to take the many moments that i have and make the most of them um because i think in the past i've gotten overwhelmed knowing that that was all i had mm-hmm. um and instead of thinking it as like this is not enough as this is enough and I think that's been, I don't know, it's still challenging, but I think it's been helpful for me to create more me time in those moments. Um, And then finding little pockets where I can do a quick sweep or throw a load of laundry in um, and handle those necessary chores and errands so that they don't build up into a big to-do or like, I don't feel like I need a whole day. Right. And so... It's. I just am realizing how easy it is for me to push through and be like, let me start another thing. Mm-hmm. So every time I have that inclination, I'm like, no, this is your hour to chill the F out. So the hour is not necessarily like, because I know that we've also been working on the do nothing campaign. Exactly. And so the hour is more just for you to like sit back and be like, what do I have time to do that's not like work related or yeah. like something that's kind of like bearing down? Yeah, it's like moments of just space okay. in my because I have a tendency to just be like, I have a lot to do. Mm-hmm. Let me push through and get to the next thing. And I think that's one of the reasons why I end up feeling anxious is because yeah. I don't even give myself a chance to slow down. Right. Um, when, and I think it's because it's just like the train's going, the train's moving. And it like feels like, okay, since it's already moving, like, let me just keep it yeah, rolling. Like it's, it seems like it's harder to stop. Yeah. But it, it actually is necessary for me. And do you think that like when you're on that roll, and you do stop, do you find it, like, doable to get moving again? Because that always feels like some people's, like, that's the problem point, is, like, once they've stopped, they're like, I can't start again. Yeah. But can you get going again after that? Yeah, that, I don't have a problem with that. Well, then that's good. So. I like that. And not having all of your, like, 
chores and stuff that does take like a five minute like throwing a load of laundry not saving that all until like a saturday when you want your saturday to be like what you want to do fun time exactly versus like mini things that you could have just kind of like placed throughout the week yeah that's good we will put that on a poster and we will tag at qf (laughs) so i think the other thing too (laughs) is that for future fun things i'm also trying like don't like we've been trying to get reservations at this one place forever but we leave it till like the last minute where would you share uh it's the place that you went on your date night and so every time dan and i are like we should go out tonight oh yeah like maybe we could see if relish has a spot but they're like a 12 seat place yeah there's literally no chance yeah um and so i was like okay maybe i need to do the thing that sid said last week and like schedule it out so it's something to look forward to and that place like it's really i'm always really happy that they're so busy but it does require like planning yeah exactly and i feel like i'm usually like that where when we go to rocco or something i'm always like oh it's like 10 a.m let me call for like a 5 30 tonight and usually i can get in but Mm -hmm. it is like it does have more tables there are more opportunities but relish is just like the hottest commodity right now Mm -hmm. so we'll start planning a week ahead i'll send a reminder text (laughs) (laughs) what's happening with you um so the last week i started therapy again and so that was something that i used to do right out of college like seven or eight years ago and it was like necessary at the time for a different reason but now i'm finding that like we've talked about before like i only really have one reliable tool in my toolbox when it comes to like managing how I'm feeling and how to like calm myself down or like step away from the edge kind of a thing. Um, And so starting was like something I've been thinking about for a while, but I think I found someone through a reference that was like going to be able to support me and help me in the ways that I need. And based on that reference, I already like have trust in this person. Um, And one of the things I wrote in my prioritization square was like across all quadrants was like to get comfortable with change. And that Whereas, like, the last one, it was, like, rosé all day. And this was, like, let me take this seriously. And so <laughs> getting comfortable with change is something that I'm, like, I am I feel like I'm ready for it. And then I freeze when it comes time to actually do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like starting therapy again will help me get comfortable with change by providing those tools to help me work through things when I'm uncomfortable and how to, like, stretch a little bit. So I feel like this does go toward that prioritization square update, but in a way that was wasn't something that I originally put on it like right there in front of me like go back to therapy yeah um but I think this is I mean again I've only been once as of right now um but even that first one was really good and helped me like release some energy that I think had been like sitting on my chest for a while but again like not really realizing that it was a thing to work through but just like a thing to kind of just it's just going to be there and you might as well just like deal with it. Oh, (laughs) it's like, Oh, that kid, like that can release at some point. So it was really good. I always, I mean, we've talked about this before, like encouraging like um, therapy if it's right for you, because I think it's always really helpful to get a third party's perspective versus like going to the same people and saying the same stuff and 
eventually someone's going to be like, do you want some additional help? <laughs> because I can no longer help you in this way. Yeah. And so that was, it was really good. And so I'm excited to see how it goes and to stick with it for a while. I love it. Yeah, it was good. And when you think about that change element, is it, what's your reaction to it? Is it that it's, you're resisting it or you're freezing in the moment of like, Ah. Yeah, I I think it's I think it's freezing because I don't feel like I resist change. I feel like it's more of like a point of pride. Like, oh, you want me to change? <laughs> like more <laughs> of like I can see it when I'm happy to do it. I'm like I'm I can adjust, I can adapt. Like that's never been an issue. But when I'm ready to do so, mm. so when someone else is telling me that it's a it's a thing that needs to happen, I think that's when I resist. So I think the freezing is more just like shoot, I do need to do this, but I don't know what step to take in which direction. And so having like someone that helps me like in that guiding way of like, okay, now take a small step to your right and take one quick step back, like kind of walking you through what you need. And teaching you how to like memorize the steps for your own mental walking through process of <laughs> dealing with it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All of those things. You're building Precisely. your own pathway. Yes. Yeah. Like kind of hacking down weeds every step of the way. So yeah, I think it's more of a freeze, but I do have that resistance when someone's like, hey, I think you should consider this change. And I'm like, screw you guy. I'm perfect. <laughs> so it is kind right, of a... I think this is a great, great step for you. <laughs> something to work on for sure. <laughs> So that's what's going on. I'm excited to learn through you so that I can then decide if I need to go back. That's a good idea. Maybe this will be, since I feel like I've worked through my whole prioritization square at this point by sharing via the episodes, which has been really exciting and awesome. Maybe this will be like my next round of updates is how, what I'm learning in therapy and how I've been trying to apply it. So stay tuned. Ready for it. That might be it. What is inspiring you this week, Sid? So, Julia Louis, I think it's Louis Dreyfus, no S, silent S. (laughs) Just, the S is just there. Um, She was the subject of a Washington Post piece recently because she, last night, actually won the Kennedy Center Mark Twain Prize for American Humor, which feels like a really big deal. I probably should have done more intel on what that is and how prestigious it is, but it sounds pretty cool. Queens, Google it. Let us know. Let us know what it is, because, again, sounds pretty epic. But what I really liked about the piece was I've been a fan of Julia Louis-Dreyfus for some time, but I didn't really know much about, like, her background. So I'm a big fan of The New Adventures of Old Christine, which was, like, a really (laughs) underrated sitcom that I absolutely loved. Love Veep. I, you know, I know that obviously she was on SNL, but to have the background of, like, she was part of a comedy troupe. She basically, like, failed SNL because, like, it wasn't the right place for her to kind of do what she does really well. And I think, like, that kind of goes to what we talk about, like, leaning into your strengths. Even funny people don't always make it in this funny place that you think everybody funny would make it. Right. And so... so such a good point. It was really, it was really inspiring and, like, how she found success in sitcom and how, like those that were on her team and supporting her saw what she did really well and gave her opportunities to do more of that. Um, and 
the people that they interviewed really talked about her talent and all that she's experienced in her career. She just, um, she's back like in the game after battling breast cancer for the last like two years, I think. Um, But they talked about where she went to college and what her family life was like. And I just, I love stuff like that where you see this person who feels larger than life and then you learn about like their failures and what it inspired them to do next and what like place it took them to because of that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really liked it and we'll obviously share that, but I'm a big fan of her. She always makes me laugh, like out loud laugh. And again, the new adventures of old Christine, if you haven't heard of it or seen it, it is really funny <laughs> and I am obsessed with it. And I found it by a mistake on reruns. So Thankfully, they were playing, like, a ton of them at a time when I was watching. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and say that of all the things that she did, that's probably not my fave. Did you see it? Have you watched it? I've seen it. it. I think it's so funny. (laughs) But we have different TV watching and humor preferences. True. I'm a big sitcom gal. I think I'd rather watch Seinfeld. Oh, yeah. So. See, I'd rather watch Veep, to be totally honest. (laughs) I think Veep is her best work. She's hilarious. Anyway, so that's what's inspiring me this week. That's where I'm at. Um, Love a failure to success story. Yes. And they were so honest about it. And it's a thing we don't hear about that often. Because I honestly didn't even know she was on SNL for any length of time, let alone. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Not knowing that it didn't work out for. I knew it, but I never knew that she didn't like fit well there. Mm -hmm. I never heard that side of the story. So yeah, that's pretty legit. It was like, she was on SNL and then became famous on Seinfeld. Right. And And you're like, Oh, that's probably why. Right. (laughs) And that makes sense. Like that's the trajectory, but it was great because they talked about like the reasons why she might not have done well. And it wasn't just her. It was like the people around her and who, who saw her talent for what it was. But, but, put like too much on her I guess is like kind of what they get into so all of it was super super interesting they obviously interviewed Amy Poehler who's another one of my faves um so check that out cool yeah what about you Bron? I am currently reading Radical Candor by Kim Scott yes we have shouted her out in uh our past feedback episode hint episode 27 if you want to go back and listen um, but I'm actually now diving into the book. This is a task for a future uh, work-related summit, but mm. also has been on my to-read list for a while. So I'm kind of killing two birds with one stone. Um, As a brawn will. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, but additionally, the idea of like being a better manager and like how to work as a team and communicate better and provide feedback, radical radically (laughs) candid feedback Mm -hmm. um that's something that i'm working really hard on and so this book even just part one has been an eye-opening experience in terms of just the learnings and like oh duh i should probably not take all these things personally because because they're not it's not it has nothing to do with me Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but i think just the idea of the concept that she talks about which is to care personally and challenge directly as a necessary part of being a a good team and team leader Mm -hmm. um and how to have those appropriate conversations as a manager um but one piece that really stuck out for me was to have that um as for feedback from your team as well to create a a safe sharing space. Um, And I liked this quote from one of the earlier chapters in the book, as your manager, 
what can I do differently or improve to help you work better? Mm -hmm. And just thinking about that and like, one of the examples that she talked about was how in the earlier time frame of her implementing this on her team, it was really hard for her team to like get comfortable with it, but she took every thing that everyone said seriously. So in the earlier meetings, someone was like, I think it'd be like, we'd like it's better tea in the break room. <laughs> and so she was like, you got it, like went to it, made it happen, put the request in, got the financial approval to get like the budget for better tea. And I think the underlying message there is that like, no matter what people say to you, take what they're saying seriously as the manager Mm -hmm. and figure out how you can make it happen. And I think your team will respect you if they believe that you're standing behind them and actually follow through on the things that they request of you. Right. Like from the holistic picture, that's huge. Right. And like thinking about how you can be a better listener and just take the things that are happening on a day to day basis and like really be present with it. Mm-hmm. Um, huge, huge opportunity. Um, and additionally, kind of going off what you were saying, um, as a team leader, you're the one who is advocating for the people on your team. Right. And so if you're in this mode of, hey, I recognize that this person is like a killer social media manager. How can I give them more projects or ask them to think about projects that they want to work on to help boost some of their talents and their skills? Or if they're not suited for the job that they're in, how can you better position them or like think of opportunities to encourage their skills and their talents in a greater way of like... This may not, this isn't working out. Because, like, those are conversations you're going to have to have one day. Like, you can't avoid it for the rest of your life. Hey, this isn't working out. Here's a thing that we're going to make work for you. And we're going to, I think this is a great opportunity for you. I'm going to connect you with this person. Even though we might be firing you right now, (laughs) I have a great connection. It's like it feels like a negative, but I promise it's a positive. Like, we're going to work at this together. Because the reality is, like, there are going to be people that aren't a great fit for everything right. that they do. And so, like, Julia Louis-Dreyfus in her SNL days, it wasn't the end of her career. Right. It just right. was the end of her career as a writer in that capacity. Mm-hmm. So. Exactly. But, like, boom, sitcom, fame. Got him. And that is such a good point because I think it goes right back to that, like, care personally, challenge directly. Because challenging directly is the like you're not a good fit for this for these reasons and we both know that the caring personally is the but we're going to find you a better opportunity that suits your strengths and I'm going to help you do that because I care about you as a person yeah and all of that starts to flow together which is really cool so I'm gonna have to borrow this book from you it is great I think you would love it you know that I'll love it because I love radical candor even though I don't love change all the time (laughs) it's something I'm trying to get more comfortable with I feel like I've learned so much just from part one we'll see what the the rest of the book brings me i can't wait but i want to ask you because the piece that says as your manager what can i do differently or improve to help you work better i've been asked that question and i'm asking you because you are a manager and Mm -hmm. i feel like you have some good insight on this if i don't know what would you do in that situation because i've said like i really don't know and i feel like that's a moment where you're kind of like i guess 
like you're kind of at like a crossroads at that point. And then is it the manager's job to really like pay attention and say like, okay, well, this is what I'm noticing is kind of going on. And like, that's the avenue you take after that. Yeah. I think first and foremost, sitting and not responding for a minute to let them think. Um, But one thing that helps from our perspective, like a thing that I have done is giving these questions in advance Mm -hmm. and like making it a required part of our quarterly conversations or like, like, hey, we're going to spot, we're going to come up, we're going to like review these things at our next one-on-one. So make sure to like answer these and send them to me in advance Mm -hmm. in the shared doc that we have. And that allows, because I think that is a hard thing is like on the spot, you're like, I don't know. Because my first reaction is better coffee. Like that is a thing I would say, but I feel like there's more. (laughs) Yeah, there's obviously, there's, and maybe that's just the start, but Mm -hmm. I think, um, giving people time to actually think about it and sit on it for a week. Like I have a list, I have a feedback list that runs long. Mm. You know, in that sense, it's like, these are things that come up as you're doing work. Mm -hmm. So as the mentee, the the individual who's being asked that question, Mm -hmm. keep a feedback doc because it is a thing where I think you should be conscious of like oh this needs improving Mm -hmm. and so or that's great to know i didn't know that that was a problem um and kind of pulling out out those moments where you may not in the moment know them but they definitely come up right right. so giving yourself the time and opportunity to think about it that's why we ask it in advance got it that's a good that's a good point it's definitely more helpful but if you are sitting in front of each other um and saying and then like a lot of times I'll share something of like, here's something that I've been working on mm-hmm. and then give an example so that it helps kind of jog the memory, the memory or move forward with it. That's good to know. No, that's very helpful because I think a lot of times it isn't on the spot because it feels like a natural question to ask sometimes, but to have that day or so to really sit with it and think about it and have an, a more eloquent answer than like nothing everything's right yeah um would be super helpful so i really i enjoy that i'm yeah. excited to hear more as you continue to read on and i think if you think about it too i recently asked the question of like what are some challenges you're facing right now mm-hmm. that's a that's totally the same question yeah but you as the manager are like i can provide solutions yeah oh i like that too that's really good I know some stuff. <laughs> Doesn't always feel good when you're like, wow, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Learned a thing good. or two. Yeah. Gosh, <laughs> podcasting is great. Coming full circle. It's awesome. Um, okay, Brown, give it to me straight. Well said. We are talking about finding your online community today. Ooh. Building a crew of supportive ladies. I think we had... Uh, a lovely opportunity last week. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah. So last week we had a chance to sit down with women from different cities in upstate and western New York, and we got to talk about like who inspires us and how we found our voices. And it was just this great chance that we had to sit with each other and like in like kind of a very quick way get to know like some intimate details about everybody at the table i love when people break it down and get real right just away. so fast which was really cool but i think there was this moment where we were like i have trust in this room because i know that these are all supportive women who in their like either side hustle or full-time jobs are supporting communities in some way and so i think 
for me at least, it felt like a safe space right from the jump. And so it was really, really cool to be able to, it was Buffalo, Syracuse, and Rochester ladies kind of sharing um, some very, like, intimate things. And I and I appreciate it. It was good. I think that both of us really left that experience feeling connected to the stories. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so impressed by how vulnerable they were able to get because I think that's an intimidating thing Um, but I think we need more of that and learning about how they've conquered their fears and are constantly challenging themselves with new projects and experiences it just reminded both of us that we need to tap into that community of women right. in our extended community because I think it's really easy for us to be like oh yeah like our our direct city but there's so many communities outside even just in like our little western New York life that mm-hmm. we're living right now but then taking it beyond and um, obviously the internet internet makes all of that it's such a beautiful thing <laughs> yeah but it- I think it's really like the perfect opportunity for us to kickstart some things. Mm-hmm. And I'm feeling inspired to do some some risky things that I haven't oh, done before. Oh, it was. Well, and I think at some points during the conversation, we were all kind of like, is she inside my head? Like, how did she yeah. know what I was thinking? Because it, it is that op- it's that chance for everybody to be like, oh, we're all human. We all have fear. We all experience similar, like, vulnerabilities throughout not just our work life but our personal lives and saying it out loud allows other people to be like kind of take your hand in a way and squeeze it and be like I'm with you like I get what you're going through and I want to be helpful here and you know what we found is that online communities played a huge role in bringing not just the people at the table together but in each of those cities together as well and I think that being able to take that online Uh, relationship offline in this kind of a space it was like a natural progression of what we do all the time so today we wanted to take some time to really talk about what that might look like and how you connect with people in your online community whether they're in your immediate like geographical community or if they're kind of like worldwide whatever it is Um, and what that looks like and how you do it effectively and then how you meet them in person because it comes full circle that way beautiful it really is let's speak it queens yes so um i think it can be really hard to meet people in person like just we'll just put that out there we both have struggled with it it's something that you're like oh my god do i really have to go to this thing where i don't know anybody and i have to like introduce myself and wear a name tag and doing a, a funny dance just to get someone to say hello to me um but starting the process online and going to a place where you know you have like kind of commonalities in that way especially if like for what we did last week it was like all women empowerment kind of a thing so you're like okay instantly have a a reason to be here and be part of this community and so starting that relationship online makes it a much more like um kind of smooth process to take it offline at some point and i thought that was um a really interesting thing that we got to experience firsthand that we both have also done in other instances with other groups which has been really exciting i think that the world that we live in it's really crazy to think about how it's changed so much Mm -hmm. like we used to live in a world where there were cord phones that like you couldn't walk in the other room with the phone and now we literally have the internet in our pocket (laughs) um so i think because it exists at our fingertips at any point in any hour of the day 
that allows us to consume anything of interest to us at any point. And so it makes everything more accessible. Mm -hmm. And to be able to connect with like-minded folks beyond our neighborhood um, is such an empowering thing. And I think one of the things I never really realized as I got older was that all my friends were going to, like, move away and leave me Uh. one day. (laughs) Spoiler alert if you haven't gotten there yet. (laughs) And so I think... It's really easy to think about, like, oh, this is, like, my little nuclear family and friends group. And even my family all left me. (laughs) So, like... (laughs) What happened there? So, just because people move to other cities doesn't mean that those relationships have to fade away. Right. Um, And I think that it makes it so much easier now for us to connect and share experiences and establish these meaningful relationships with people outside the proximity of where we are and what we're what we're doing on a day-to-day basis for and sure. i i think to tap into your online communities is probably where you'll end up finding like um i know on the being boss podcast they call them business besties oh i like that and so it's like people in in your your realm of what you do that don't exist in your neighborhood and it's super cool to know like hey what's up i'm gonna just shoot you a note online and you're gonna actually like give me some advice and we're gonna talk through stuff together absolutely absolutely how do we start sid so let's start with the online tools that we use to connect and now this might feel like kind of rudimentary but as I was kind of thinking about this piece of it. I'm like, okay, how how and where do we connect? And obviously the first one that probably comes to mind is social media. So we thought we'd get into a little bit like, okay, within the channels that are kind of the most popular right now, how can you use them better to connect with people that you're not already connected to and kind of start to create these relationships? So specifically with Instagram, this is a thing that I never used to do, but now I'm doing a lot more often since starting the podcast and learning how powerful hashtags can be, but they are just as powerful as as following accounts. And now there's a lot more like accessible ways to follow people via their hashtags versus just finding an account that might have them kind of embedded in their post. So it gives you a really strong place to start. So if like, you know, a lot of the posts that we talk about are like women supporting women. And like, if you click on that, it'll give you like a plethora of accounts that have that. And then you go through those and obviously weed out the ones that you don't connect with. But again, it's a place to start that has like exactly what you're looking for right in mind. Um, Aside from like women empowerment, I think about my boyfriend who uses them to find like car stuff because he's really into car stuff. And he's like, do you ever just search by hashtag because you can get much more specific that Mm -hmm. way? And I was like, "Uh, no, I've never done that and so now that I do that more it does allow you to really go into a niche place a niche I'm always going to be the person that messes this up I think people say that one that is a word that you can say niche or niche oh okay people will just be like to each their own and they will just accept me as I am okay (laughs) perfect um so you can get into like a real niche place when it comes to hashtags which I think is really powerful and what's cool is that you can actually follow them I know that's a new thing right it is I think it is yeah like new new newish newish I'm obviously very behind (laughs) new within like the last whatever six months or something okay I still consider that like you're right newish that's an ish moment it's not like it just happened yesterday okay (laughs) like I thought it did (laughs) But we do that, like, I follow hashtag Queen Speaking on my personal feed to see if anything pops up. So do I. (laughs) 
We're teaching each other, guys. Still learning social media. Um, if you are following accounts and people, like, just shoot them a DM. And that's a direct message, again, as for those who don't know. Um, and let them know that you like what they're doing. It is maybe not going to, like, result in a meetup tomorrow. But it will, I think... What I've seen so much more of is people that have these accounts that have thousands and thousands of followers, they're giving those people that shot them a quick message saying, thank you so much for what you're doing. You inspire me every day. I love what you're putting out there. They're saying thank you in a really public way. So they're putting it on their stories. They're giving them a shout out on a different social media page. But doing that takes almost no time and allows you to become a human to them versus just a like on on that feed. And I think that that is really, um, that can be really powerful. I've seen so many actual, real, like in-person relationships form from that moment of just kind coming into the direct messages and saying, hey, I like what you're doing. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of scrolling that's happening in our day-to-day mm-hmm. these these days. <laughs> so All the days. <laughs> actually pausing to share that response or when something resonates with you, that's really special. Mm-hmm. And so just keeping in mind, like, being authentic is the best thing that you can do from, like, a brand standpoint or from a community building standpoint and then from an individual standpoint. And one of the things that I thought was a great tip that I have started implementing a little bit more is just using these online platforms. And I think Instagram is such a great place to do that is to ask for advice and by opening up and being a little bit vulnerable Mm -hmm. allows for a deeper and more honest connection because this person doesn't necessarily know you the way that your best friend does. So they'll be like, oh, I'm looking at your feed and like, it seems like you're really great at this. So I think you should think about this. And um, it's something that takes not a lot of time, but to like do that give and take in that environment really helps to like take it from one step to the next step. Exactly, exactly. And that kind of goes along with like, how are you engaging with the comment section? Like, what are you doing to answer or respond to or engage with either people that are commenting on a feed that you like, or on your own, or just kind of directly to the person themselves and doing the same thing. And it's only weird if you make it weird. And this is another way to kind of get your name out there because when you're going obviously to direct messages, it's just to that person. If you're putting it on the comment section, it allows other people to see those comments as well and say like, hey, I like what that person said. Let me give that a like. And so again, it's just an an additional way to engage with whoever you're looking to connect with. Love it. And it's really super cool. Um, Twitter is another one that is, I think, I think it's harder to connect with people on Twitter, honestly, because it is, there's no algorithm other than it's like literally as things are happening. As far as I know, it's kind of just updating as you're posting. Um, And so things can get lost a little bit easier. But then I think of like, you know, the power being of Lin-Manuel Miranda and Johnny Sun, they just connected and have a book together. And that was a Twitter connection that they made. But those people are both also always on Twitter. Yeah. (laughs) So that's where I think like consistency is key. You have to pay attention if you are looking to like connect with a, a specific person like I think of someone that I really admire via their Twitter feed like if I wanted to find a way to really meet that person or have any kind of connection it would be a consistent like not stalkery vibe but 
like a, hey, like, I really appreciate that. Hey, that's a great point that you made. Hey, I read this thing and it, and it made me think of you. And um, kind of just see where that. Maybe went. not starting every tweet with, hey. <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Start a little, like, less creepy than that. Um, no, but, like, that's where the likes and the retweets really come into play is that, like, those are little moments of engagement that, like, that's how it starts. Mm-hmm. It's like, ooh, I'm going to share this. And then, like, maybe you're going to quote tweet it yes exactly start um, a convo and start just a, a quick ongoing conversation um the last one that like as far as social media goes is youtube and this is one again that like i think it is its own ecosystem as all of the social media channel channels kind of continue to become but what i'm seeing more than anything else is that people are making videos that then tag people that they've been inspired by and they then have an opportunity to connect with those people because the people they shouted out are paying attention to where they're being shouted out and so in different ways this has really become ways that boost people's career but also gives like the original person an opportunity to meet the people that they've been inspiring for however long they've been kind of making vlogs um the way like the people that kind of come right to mind are casey neistat and he is someone who's i don't know all of his stats but he's super popular but i've seen so many videos of his that he has been paying attention to people that are like following his lead as far as like challenges that he gives himself he then puts it out to his community and says like follow these challenges with me and then that's another way that he can connect with those people um binging with babish is another one he's actually a rochester person i know isn't that so exciting isn't that crazy but he's now gotten himself onto like bon appetit because he was able to connect with different people through this medium of saying like, hey, I like what like Brad from Bon Appetit is doing. I'm going to do the same thing. Brad notices that, brings him on to his channel. So it's like this interesting web of relationships that can happen firstly through YouTube and then having them on your page in some way is kind of like, I think, the game-changing moment a lot of times. Yeah, and I think um, with this sense of social media presence, like you will definitely find the space that is more suited for you and where you live and how you interact with people. Absolutely. And I think the two of us definitely live more in that Instagram world. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot easier for us to be like, oh, yeah, this is easy. We just, you know comment and like things and reshare stuff and you know give credit where credit's due um but you cannot discount the other platforms and i think figuring out where it is that you are comfortable and where you fit in Mm -hmm. is part of the process too of like you know are you one of those like joke tweeters who has like an awesome following build it up focus focus on the area that makes sense for you and put your effort there because that will help obviously build your presence absolutely absolutely um so just quickly as far as like the next where and how for websites and brands there are three major places that i consider to be the place where you can further connect with people beyond just reading what they're putting out there and the content that they're sharing so one again is the comment section and very much like on Instagram, that can be a minefield or it can be a really good place to connect with like-minded people. I think in an episode forever ago, there was there was a whole like meetup that happened because of the comment section on manrepeller.com. And like that is kind of an amazing thing that can come out of something like that. Um, 
contributors. Like the only positive I've ever heard about. <laughs> right. Because, <laughs> again, comment section, minefield. And I, like, I agree with, you know, there's the whole thing, like, never read the comments. But when they're positive and, and thoughtful and real comments that are saying, like, I love what you're doing, it's, it is important to pay attention to those and acknowledge that they exist and acknowledge that not all people are, like, trash humans. And, and look at what that can do for your relationships, both online and building that community, and then how you might be able to take those um, offline. Um, I think about contributors a lot, and that kind of comes, there's a lot of blogs, I think, that I follow that have consistent opportunities for people to contribute their own like thoughts, their own articles and things like that. And if you're excited about what you're doing and like, see if there's a way to share that with the brands that you follow that you really appreciate and have kind of done something for you, like see if you can do anything for them. And again, that's another way to connect with like maybe a larger entity, but one person at that place has to like be the person that responds to you. So in another way to try and like share your own ideas and connect with the places that kind of inspire you. Yeah, I think try that, that. I, that immediately makes me think of Career Contessa and mm-hmm. a lot of the wonderful like this is an experience that I had and I'm going to share my story mm-hmm. based on, you know, all the related topics as it has to do with building your career, lessons I learned. And so if you have that knowledge to share that and like a different perspective it's a really if it's a brand and or a company or a community that you've engaged with pretty regularly you'll probably not have you won't have a hard time and like there's always on their you know connect with us page of right. who to reach out to to pitch those stories absolutely and the last one is kind of just shout outs. And I think of this differently than contributors because I think lists are something that blogs kind of rely on for content in a lot of ways. And so much of the time, what they're doing is promoting another podcast or book recommendation or another website that might be doing something differently than what they're doing, but find the information valuable. And they're shouting those people out on the content that they're sharing. And so really looking at that and being like, oh, I can connect with that person through either that post or where they live full time on their own website. But I think that's another place where you can find like-minded people that share your values that are really looking for more people to engage with them. And again, it doesn't always go somewhere, but it's another place to find people that you want to connect with, that you're trying to kind of build that online community through. Yeah. Um, I've definitely done that with uh, like fashion related yes, posts where it's like percent. ooh that person that's wearing your dress also has a really great blazer on i'm gonna click her feed and then you start following them and then you've created this whole new web of awesomeness exactly and it is taking that like one step further you know like it's it's the follow and then it's like okay if i want to like have a relationship of some kind what can i be doing to like raise my hand a little bit right and and put my put myself out there So I'd like to propose a challenge for everyone to pick one to three brands or communities that call out to you in Mm -hmm. a sense of like, what is it that your like core interest is or what are you working on or what is your career related to and make it a point to check in with those individuals that reflect what it is that you do and start creating that bond based on what we shared. Um, And I think that when you do get to this point where 
we take it offline. Mm -hmm. It makes it so much easier to, you know, have, you already have something to say and you already have a connection and you can be like, oh, I know you from blah, blah, blah. Exactly. And putting a face to a name is that much easier. thousand percent. So how do we take it on offline, Sid? <laughs> so many different ways. Um, first and foremost, there is a conference for literally everything. It's crazy. It is crazy. But everybody goes to them because they're craving the human connection after having the buffer of saying like, hey, I've gotten to know you in a space that I don't have to like look nice for you. I can be like in pajamas behind my computer screen. And now I'm ready to like show, show up a little bit. And so conferences, like there's honestly, I think there's something for everyone out there. Um, I don't know like about... There's the ones that like are the brands that we follow, right? That are putting on these conferences that are look really exciting, sometimes a little bit pricey, but definitely have the payoff at the end of being able to connect with people in person that you might have already had a chance to connect with online. But there might be like smaller conferences right around you for a more niche like conference or topic opportunity. If you do like a quick Google about what you care about or what you're involved with yourself, it doesn't just have to be these big giant conferences that cost like a thousand bucks to attend. It can be like a $35 something or other that has much more like direct impact to what you're looking to accomplish or what you're looking to get more involved with. So don't just look at the big ones. They're a little and smaller, like, um, niche conferences that I think are out there too. And I think also keeping in mind that your company may pay for these because yes. they are work-related learning opportunities. thousand percent. So don't forget to ask your manager about that because mm-hmm. you might be able to expense it. And a lot of places now that as like in their, um, in their promo for their conference, they're saying, hey, this is what you say to your boss when you're trying to come to this conference. Yeah. And it's a really fun marketing tool, but it's also effective because it does... It does the work. It does the work. <laughs> and it like and it's usually helpful and very on point because um, sometimes we're, we have a hard time asking for things that will help us. And so they did the work for you and utilize it. Um, small meetups are another one. And what I thought about instantly was, especially for us in Rochester, there have been times where like I've met people that I've been following on Instagram for a while. You finally meet them in person. And that small meetup opportunity is to say like, hey, let's just like grab drinks with like the 10 of us or the mm-hmm. six of us um, that haven't chatted in a while just to hear how everybody's doing. And it's super informal, but just as effective because you've already made the first step of connecting with them in some way. And if you've seen them at an event, maybe at a larger conference or at something else that you've like run into them at maybe their own event or connected with them in a different way, like taking that next step to say like, hey, can we all get coffee soon? Like, how does that sound for everybody? Uh, I think that's another like personal but effective way to connect on a different level. Love it. Yes. Then, for sure, industry events are another opportunity. Um, I think if you're thinking about work, in my case, working in marketing mm-hmm. or public relations, there's so many local organizations that also have like national presence, like American Marketing Associ- Association mm-hmm. or like Realtors Blah 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 <laughs> has a chapter yes. in your area. Um, and so they host learning sessions. If you become a member, you can get discounts to panels and discussions and networking events. And so um, these are all really great opportunities to learn about new people um, 
and connect with them on a deeper level in your industry. And I think every time I go to one, I'm like, Ugh. and then I meet one person that's like life changing moment. You're right. like, this is great. Right. Um, but I think it can also, you know, be kind of a great double edged sword opportunity where you're learning something new about something that's important for your job, mm-hmm. but also you're meeting new people. Right, exactly. And I to give a recent example, I actually met someone um, at a like recent just low-key PRSA event, mm-hmm. and we were sitting at the same table together, and she started talking about what she did, and I was like, I'm just going to say hello after uh, we have a chat. And it propelled new connections and i was able to speak at another event that they like at her work related thing and so i think um you don't have to from my introverted perspective of like you don't have to go to every single one of these events right pick the one that resonates with you or that like really is the area that you're working on Mm -hmm. um in your field and it gives it like makes it easier for you to have better connections with people and ask more questions because you're like I'm actively working on this rather than being like in the corner with a drink like I don't know why I'm here <laughs> right right exactly and that's such a great point that it doesn't have to be everything like one thing will do and I think you know the thing that we left out kind of in the in the online space is the newsletters and you can contribute like when I think about industry events mm-hmm. all of them have a newsletter yeah every single one of them what can you contribute to those newsletters so people are seeing your name so when you do see them at the event you're like oh I recognize that person from their photo and the uh, brilliant things they said in last week's newsletter that's so that's another place to go to find um, the online to offline connection speaking of newsletters what are some examples that we can share yeah i think we're gonna kick start it for you guys <laughs> we're gonna make it real easy and give you a handful of communities that you might want to just tap into right now for sure <laughs> for sure so uh sid and i this is the reason i follow this i think is because of you sid um girls night in club has several book club meetups they do and i think the idea of this being like, you know, girls night in, I'm reading my book, I'm not out on the town, that's fine. Um, so I love that they have created their hashtag GNI Reads theme um, to have a book of the month, I think. <laughs> yeah. Bo- yeah, book of the month. And then um, they also are hosting meetups in one of nine cities. It's a big deal. So if you're in the area, you should check that out. But I think that's a good starting off point if you're like, you know, more of the, I like to hang hang in, read some books, right. keep it cash. But they did a really good job of, like, this is on brand for them. And making it accessible. Yeah. yeah. And, like, you can participate in any way that's comfortable for you. Mm-hmm. Read the book. Let us know what you think. Read the book. Don't let us know what you think. <laughs> or <laughs> Do come whatever to, feels good. Host an actual meetup. And yeah. I think they make it really easy for people to, like, create that experience in their own community. Absolutely. Um, but then uh, Bumble BFF is another awesome app that exists, and they make it super easy to just start to build friendships. So, like much like online dating, mm-hmm. um, you're now creating this internet experience where you're chatting with people, industry related mm-hmm. um, or just interest related. There's so many opportunities, and I think um, one of the examples that I think has been really successful that for them is like um, building a mom community because ah. I think that's really challenging for a lot of moms is like you have a kid and your life changes. Right. And so 
you're like, how do who do I ask these questions? I am having a real tough time about this breast re- breastfeeding related problem right. that I'm dealing with. I can't ask my friend Joanne down the street. She I don't she doesn't know. <laughs> I know she doesn't know. <laughs> she's she's still just down Dude, at happy hour. <laughs> she's at GNI Reads, so <laughs> she can't help me. So I think that's a really gr- good thing to think about. Like, oh, maybe I don't need to like make a friend in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can tap into my online resources. Yes. Um, one that I actually heard about and have been following through after listening to their co-founder on a podcast hmm. is the Rising Tide Society, which I've is never heard of partnered with HoneyBook. And they really started through this hashtag community over competition. And so it's definitely more of that like creative inspired environment. Um, and they have been supporting and setting up meetups for creatives across the U.S. Um, they have this whole uh, series called Tuesdays Together. Hmm. And they've now built a bunch of community resources and tools for entrepreneurs in the creative industry. Super cool. So making it really easy for people to get the tools that they need to like build up their marketing as an entrepreneur or their SEO, learning how to do social media. That's um, great. And so... It's just, like, one of those things that, like, it literally started as, like, hey, we're going to talk about this online, and it's now, like, this booming company. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? <laughs> um, and then don't discount what's happening in your city. I think there's so many communities that are established and existing. Like, we have Explore Rochester um, that's, like, strictly an online photo sharing community of, like, what are you doing in your community? Share it with the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have this lovely lady community rock girl gang. Love it. Um, and her becoming boss and masterclass events are literally amazing. And again, a thing that kind of started as an online platform to share um, stories about women in their definitely like, I feel like a lot of them are creative entrepreneurs. Yeah. Um, and I think thinking about how she created this community out of her Sarah Knight um, created it and just a way for her to tell the story of like I needed resources and there was no place for me to find them and I knew that they existed and I would find them and meet them in like random occasions but she knew like the importance of needing it to be more accessible and she was like I'm going to do it. Absolutely. And then she did it. It's amazing. It is really cool. To Every time I hear that story, I'm like re-inspired. And it's that moment where you're like, create what you don't, when you what you can't find. Mm-hmm. Or get out there and like connect with people and create something together that you feel is missing in your community. Like, that's how this stuff happens. And it is really inspiring. And I think, you know, wherever you are, I'm low-key obsessed with Minneapolis, Minnesota, as most of my friends know. Um, And just following, like, different artists, different restaurant owners, different, like, um, community working space folks from there, they have events all the time that they're either invited to or throwing themselves. So even if you're, I, I don't know, I think of, like, when you're traveling somewhere either for work or for pleasure and you're looking to connect with people, like, look at that stuff as well as looking, like, at where you're going to eat <laughs> for the week that mm-hmm. you're there. Like, how can you connect with more people if that's a, if that's a goal of yours, I guess. Um, so you can probably find them in your own local area if you're looking in all of the right places those offline um meetups probably exist there for show for show um another one i really like and i've been wanting to go to for like 
literally since I graduated college, um, is Creative Mornings. And this is an event that's for men and women. It's a breakfast lecture series one Friday a month, all literally all over the world. And each month has a new theme. And they invite local speakers and creatives to speak to that theme. So this is a place like there's an online blog and they share all of the um, speeches and, and speakers through their website. And then if you are interested and want to, they have like a sign up moment that probably lasts about like 10 minutes before it's full. Um, But you grab a spot at wherever your city is that you're going one Friday a month. And I just love that one because it's not your traditional like social media platform to um, Mm -hmm. like offline meetup. Um, You have to do some work on this. But that one I always find super, super inspiring. And I just am never near a city at any like good strategic moment to get to one. Not yet anyway. Um, create and cultivate, I think, is one that we've talked about a bunch, but what I why I wanted to talk about them is they have the mix of large conference event in a different city each time to the smaller panels that travel and have different focuses kind of all over the place. Love it. Yeah. They've really I think what that's what's exciting about them is that they've kind of mastered both of these. And I think obviously they have the bandwidth to do so, but they do them really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes you'll get one or the other, but they really do both both awesomely. Um, and the smaller panels, again, if you're not like big into the like large social events, it's a niche thing that they're talking about either with a celebrity or an influencer of some kind to a specific topic. And you can really dig into that topic at these smaller panels and those large events. You're kind of like, let me get hit with everything and see what I can learn and take away from this. So it's really based on preference. But again, they have this really killer online blog that does really well. They have a great social media presence and it's okay. Who can I connect with in the comment section on their Instagram page that I can maybe meet up with like in Dallas for one of their small panels and see how that relationship can go from point A to point B. I love it. Yeah. So those are some examples that I think that we both have either participated in or are hoping to at some point participate in. (laughs) And it's super exciting to see what can happen um, with that online community, how you grow it, how you get into it, and then how you meet that person in in the uh, outdoors. (laughs) The outdoor space. Yeah, it's really cool because it is kind of an ongoing cycle. And so, like, after you depart from this face-to-face experience that you Mm -hmm. have you then continue that conversation and have a deeper connection and you know maybe you become best friends and then you travel to each other's cities and create this network of awesome traveling lady bosses i think that's a great point because like it's like completing the cycle so how are you supporting that and we've talked about this when it comes to friendships like how are you supporting that relationship after you see that person and that doesn't stop exactly offline absolutely and it and it matters and it really makes a difference for a lot of people so um how are you kind of closing the loop on that and saying hello on instagram again after you left your conference bada bing bada boom get it done Alrighty, shall we break? Let's break. Feeling like a queen yet? Find us on Instagram and Twitter at queen underscore speaking and tell us all about it. Find episode links and show notes at queenspeaking.com. See you next week.